0: I'm Allie Gertz
1: and I'm Julia Prescott and everything's Everything's coming Coming up Podcast. podcast This episode is brought to you by the crusty comedy classic. Ooh, KKK. That's not good. We're, well, they endorsed our for our yeah. next president. But you know, so. Uh, so it's a problematic. But um you know, it's timely. The, it's, it's also <laughs> timely, and it's the end of the year, and we need those dollars. Um, or the dollar. We reduce. need that cash with a K. Mm. Uh, we're also brought to you by Norman Mailer's latest claptrap about his waning (laughs) libido I don't know that's more of an abstract sponsor so
0: yeah uh, I don't really know what to use that on but Mm. I'm
1: excited to get it we got the email Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like you know what baby Let's do
0: this. Thank Let's you, baby. Thank you, baby.
1: Uh, we're also brought to you by blood pudding. Uh, mm. The secret ingredient is blood. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to stick to the steak and kidney pie. Thank you. Uh, we're also brought to you by a very special episode of Andy Griffiths, starring Charles Bronson. I shot him. I shot him. What? Um, and lastly, but not leastly, we are brought to you by a very special episode of Itchy and Scratchy with special guest director Quentin Tarantino. Mm, mm. Very cool. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we are uh, of course talking about the episode simpson Califragilistic fragilistic annoyed grunt oh, or, as most people call it,
0: the Sherry Bobbins episode. The Sherry <laughs> Bobbins episode.
1: So this is the 13th episode of the eighth season. It was directed by Chuck Sheets. It was written by Al Jean and Mike Rice, and the showrunners were Al Jean and Mike Rice. It originally aired on February 7th, 1997, baby. Oh, hell yeah.
0: Oh, hell yeah. The same year that The Matrix came out. You know, that's a movie that I've seen maybe once as I was walking through the living room while my parents were watching it, and it's when they had a the little bug thing going into Keanu's stomach. And I screamed and I've never watched it again. <laughs> um, so that's a movie that I'm going to probably watch next year and let everyone know what I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, and now uh, this has been written about, oh, my God, and so many different film criticism uh, <laughs> websites and papers. Um, but the film will be remembered much differently than when it was originally um, <clears throat> when it originally came out. Because, of course, the Wachowskis are now both trans women. <coughs> Excuse me. Jeez. And so, uh, a lot of people are saying that uh, the film uh, is more of an allegory of being in transition. I'm like dying as I'm trying to make this point. Do you need a water break? I'm choking on a Cheerio.
2: (laughs) I'll cut all this out.
1: Great. Um... And just a little interesting bit of, of cinema trivia. Wow, that is really interesting.
0: I think yeah. it'll mean more to me once I know who they are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they were the
1: directors of uh, The Matrix. and oh, They good. also, I mean, we can't <laughs> forget they also directed, um, what is it, Jupiter Ascending? And uh, Speed Racer.
0: And Speed, Speed Racer. Speed Racer is underrated. Uh, it's you very good. You sincerely have that opinion? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm,
3: I'm with Alex. Speed <laughs> Racer is so <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's <is> incredible <laughs> Speed Racer. <laughs> you and my friend paul j i had okay so the now defunct podcast that i used to run with comedian dave child uh, friday night film school we had guests that would come on and um, talk about their favorite cult movie my friend paul j uh and i still give him shit for this to this day <laughs> picked speed racer because he suggested it would be a cult movie of tomorrow
0: i agree yeah. and wow. i'm gonna th- say i don't think that i agree with much that paul j says but i definitely Whoa. agree <laughs> wow man no, I'm just, out of the gate no. i'm uh i'm getting the stakes high i don't know <laughs> how i'm saying he and i are not buddies i didn't know that he felt this way right. we're not enemies i'm just saying we didn't plan this yeah um I really do. It's it's fun. It's bright.
2: <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't care about how movies work.
0: Um, can our guests not speak until they are introduced?
2: <laughs> Every, everybody else breaks that Nope, hole. they
1: do not, and you know that for sure. Let's just get into it. We are uh, bringing you a very special episode because our guest this week is uh, someone who you may already be familiar with. Um, he is our intern, our sound producer, our editor, our friend.
0: Um, give it up for Brandon.
1: Hi,
3: guys.
0: Brandon, how is it to be on this side of the production?
2: Um, all I'm hearing is, you know, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Um, <laughs> that's appropriate. And I, I only know that part of the song. Like I'm sure there's other parts to that song, but that's you know the what
1: only. I'm gonna say. Having heard that song, I don't think so. I okay. think that it's just a repeating <laughs> chorus. Sure, and maybe
2: some rap. Probably, but that, that, that sounds. Accurate.
0: Did you prepare a rap for us today?
2: Um, I did not.
0: Okay, well, maybe later we'll check in. Yeah,
2: I'll, I, I I'm working on some fresh spit right now, but <laughs> it, it. I don't. I don't know if I. I want to save it for my mixtape. Do yes. you guys want to
1: hear some other great films that came out in the year 1997? Sure, because I did a quick Google and I just feel like 1997 this is, was a very good year. It's a very. I mean. Again, I feel like papers have been written about this too. Titanic, mm-hmm. heard okay. of it. Starship Troopers, mm-hmm. Men in Black, The Fifth Element, LA Confidential, fucking The Lost World Jurassic Park. <laughs> I I started that sentence thinking that it was the original Jurassic Park. It was not. <laughs> no. um, Face Off.
2: Face Off is the only film I have ever been explicitly not allowed to see. Wow. For what reason? Uh, my mom was like, it was the most violent thing I've ever seen. I don't. You're, you're you're never allowed to see. It. Have you ever mm. seen it? No, but mostly because I heard it's bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you were allowed to see Batman and Robin, which came out that year. Which I was, is, which is decidedly more offensive. Oh yeah, mm. I've I've
2: seen so many other films that are worse that my mom just didn't know about mm-hmm. at the time.
1: That's funny. And
0: uh, to, to bring us back to the episode, um, the Disney film Hercules. Ooh. Uh, yeah. That is one of my also favorite movies. Yeah. Um, really great voice actors in mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the songs are incredible. Sometimes they really you are. could find me listening to the soundtrack on Spotify, driving around LA. It's fantastic. Oh, it's so I
1: good. Um, did a stand up show last night in a nerdy toy store in Burbank, which you've done I've too. I've done too. Um, this show called Mint on Card, which is a monthly show uh, in Los Angeles. But I. Uh, was enamored with this one uh, poster in the back of the store and it was for an animated movie and it was like Hercules and Xena but the tagline was the real Hercules, (laughs) (laughs) the one and only Xena for an animated film. Even if it was a live action (laughs) film, that's not the real Hercules. Mm -mm. What are you doing? Oh boy, we've been all over the place. This is a looser (laughs) episode. I'm not sure if people
0: can tell. Um, so the reason in addition to having already wanted Brandon to be a guest because we've gotten to know him well, because he's funny, because he's smart, and because he loves The Simpsons, which mm-hmm. is actually the reason that <coughs> he ended up working with us. Uh, if you don't know, I think earlier on when we first introduced Brandon as a guest, uh, we probably gave a little bit of the origin story. Um, Julia, you made a post on Craigslist that you probably know more than I do. I, I vaguely remember. But uh Brandon uh sent a very convincing oh, and heartfelt yeah. uh letter. I worked uh,
2: on that thing for a really long time. Did you like really? I was su- I was super nervous. Like I saw the posts and I was like, Ooh, I already listened to this show. That would be super cool. And so I just was like, Well, I'm gonna do this cover letter. No, this is garbage. No, this is garbage. There's too many references, there's not enough references. Oh Lord, and I, I like I basically had to have my fiance just say, "Just send it. Aww. You're fine."
1: Oh <laughs> man, yeah. Well, we actually were very fortunate to get, and I'm always shocked that anyone listens to any podcast, sure. <laughs> nonetheless, cares. But we got a good handful of responses, oh, but yeah? yours definitely was at the top of the, the pile because Hell of yeah. you know it just showed uh, that you not only were a nerd of The Simpsons, but a chill dude. And I think that that's a good life lesson and a career lesson in general. Just be oh a chill, my God. Be
2: chill. chill dude or dudette. Yeah, I, I'm glad I come off super chill because I'm like... The most anxious person <laughs> in the
1: world. Yeah, we we know that too.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yes, I figured. I, we I were
1: talking w- about uh, you going to your psychiatrist before we started recording. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, yep. I but that's cool too.
0: Hell yeah! That's Hell how you. Yeah. That's how you get chill. That's that's oh, exactly yeah. how you get chill. Yeah, there's no problem with n- with taking meds. There's only a problem with not taking them if you're supposed to. So, listeners. Yep. Get a glass of water and cheers with us. If you yeah. have some meds to take like most of us do, take it now. Yeah. If you're supposed to. I would
2: love... I <laughs> would Just love take take whatever you want whenever you want.
1: I would love some kind of Spuds McKenzie for mental health. Like mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> promoting, uh, you know... Um, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm free. Mental health is so important. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us stay sane by taking medication, going to therapy, watching The Simpsons, mm-hmm. starting a podcast about The was, Simpsons. there was like a cool dog with
1: like... Uh, a ba- oh, backwards baseball cap and like a uh, sunglasses, and he was like the Prozac pup. Like, wouldn't you be down with that? Like if Poochie
0: started promoting yes, my exactly, just
2: described oh, Poochie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that that would that would be helpful. Absolutely, that would
2: be amazing.
0: Get on it, <laughs> listeners. <laughs>
2: I, well, I'm also imagining him as like a little Scotty dog with like a beard, and like you see, you you, you can tell he's been through some shit, but mm. he's like kind of zen about it
0: see this is why we have you on the show because you have a very vivid imagination <laughs> julia says dog and backwards hat you somehow get scottish <laughs> i think that's beautiful um, like a- i'm throwing down a ball and he's picking it up <laughs> like a dog does Whoa! but um, <laughs> all right uh so uh you know uh julia and i have had uh, such a priv- privilege of getting to know brandon and work with them um so we have Two bits of news that kind of, uh, you know, they correlate together and it's exciting, but it's also a little bit bittersweet and sad. Um, so this episode is a bit of a farewell, um, because, uh, we are exciting news are going to be moving to feral audio uh we are very excited of course
1: some of our huge fans of feral and we have been for a while and um you know if you guys haven't checked out their podcast late holy fuck yeah some
0: of our favorite shows Mm -hmm. including uh doughboys where we have had both guests Mm -hmm. both hosts as guests on before yeah my favorite murder with um, georgia hardstark and Mm -hmm. karen Togara of harmontown yeah um, Just so tons many. of good stuff. And we're so excited. Um, you know, uh, you guys already know this, uh, but we are an independent podcast. We've been doing everything completely on our own with the help of Brandon. That's been possible. Um, you guys have helped us with Patreon, which will still continue because uh, we want to keep, you know, as few ads as possible while still making it the best quality as possible. Um and uh there hasn't really been any other network that really has made sense to us which is one of the reasons we've stayed independent but feral is such a cool like homegrown organization that dustin uh the creator kind of built from nothing into the most amazing network and he's worked so hard yeah yeah it's really cool and so we're super excited but of course as soon as we got the invitation to join uh our 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 next thought was like uh oh that means i'm not sure what's going to happen right, with our current yeah so they they they're gracious enough of having someone that will edit and do sound and what that means sadly is that we'll be seeing less of uh, Brandon um, who will still be around and helping us uh, with live stuff and things that we can do and um, you know we're not we're not saying <laughs> completely goodbye but right. maybe you have to see you a little bit less so we thought it'd be a really good way to send off Brandon by having his very own episode and mm-hmm. this will also be the last episode before we go on our break the next time you hear from us um, we'll be a little recap from me and Julia, um, kind of filling you in on what's going on, but then our first actual back into the regular, you know, type of episode will be on Ferrell's platform. So yeah. we're very excited for that. Uh, without further ado, let's get into
2: the actual episode.
1: Yeah. Sweet. So I will not uh, name this episode uh, <laughs> <'Cause> it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> because it's very long. It's very long.
2: The second I picked it, I was like, "Fuck! I'm gonna have to type this thing like <laughs> all over Twitter." <laughs> And all over Facebook, and I'm gonna have to re- like look it up every time.
1: You can copy and paste, just like <laughs> just like the rest of the world does I with the I shruggy can.
0: emoticon. You can just yeah. do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I suppose
0: good. Also, as you're leaving a job, usually people work less hard, not harder.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, <That laughs> uh, not unless you're anxious. I actually work yeah. harder when I'm transitioning. I
0: heard a little song called Cutting Corners is Good, or mentioned Ooh. Cutting Corners is Good, so Ooh. that's my take. There's a lot of truth to that song.
1: <laughs> so before we get too deep into talking about the episode, of course, you guys know that we always like to catch you guys up with a synopsis straight from Wikipedia, um, straight straight from from the public's mouthpiece to your ears. <laughs> okay. Um, after March becomes stressed, the Simpsons hire a new nanny, a Mary Poppins parody. Wow. They mm. just fucking <laughs> go right to yeah. it. Sherry Bobbins, voiced by Maggie Roswell, who tries to help them become better people. Anything we left out?
2: most of it.
1: <laughs> but I feel like there's no B plot. There's really not. Alluded. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh,
0: they correlate so well together the the you know, the main story is Sherry Bobbins, but it's set off by the kind of second story which is Marge's stress, but they're the same story. So Yeah. yeah. Um, they do a good job and it's one of those episodes that for that reason feels a little bit like a movie. Mm -hmm. I always love when they do stuff like that. Very beginning, middle, and end. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So this episode actually premiered during the uh, Weinstein and Oakley years Mm -hmm. but [3] because of some weird deal that I don't know the details of but uh, some weird deal with Al Jean and Mike Rice um, with Disney that they could do four episodes of The Simpsons during this season and so of course that allowed for um, this parody and I had always wondered before I researched for this episode um, you know how they were kind of allowed to just uh, like immediately go after Disney properties and it made me feel like maybe there wasn't a connection maybe they were just being sly because of that joke of I'm an original creation like <laughs> Ronald Ruck and Ricky Rouse or <laughs> that Model Buck. It made, Muck, sorry. made <laughs> me laugh so, much. so oh, hard. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when I first saw this episode uh, as a child um, but now that I know that they were in cahoots I'm like oh man it's, <laughs> a, little, it's a little
0: slimier but whatever still good. Yeah um yeah it's funny that you say that just because I don't know as a kid I don't know how clear property uh is to you like I didn't I didn't really ever think of them as like oh it's the Disney franchise and the Simpsons franchise together I was just like oh yeah they just make fun of everything like I didn't even right. think about it until right now like oh yeah, yeah. they also make fun of or uh, not make fun of they also have a parody of 101 Dalmatians like I right like, of course they do but I hadn't considered like it's Disney. I <laughs> like think I, don't know. Yeah. It's I would to attribute
1: it to, um, you know, uh, my whole life. My mom has uh, <laughs> my whole life. Uh, my mom has worked for the Disney company. I think I've talked about this yes, before, yes. but she works Specifically in the legal department. Um, yes, that we, will. She's not a lawyer, <laughs> but she works with lawyers. So, oh, guys, treat yourself. Uh, as I was growing up, my mom would uh, gleefully point out copyright <laughs> infringement as we were, you know, out and about in the world, doing errands, doing kid stuff, and and that was always a fun little yeah. Easter egg. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> so mom. <laughs> so like but it every made me more
2: aware of it. So like every time you saw Calvin peeing on the Ford logo,
1: <laughs> she would not care about anything non Disney. Oh, but sure, she sure. we would we would go past. Uh, Because we grew up in the valley, so we would go past places that would have like basically bootleg Mickey stuff, and she'd be like, "Mm, I don't know about that. Like, and it'd be like this (laughs) mom and pop hair salon, and it's like she's not gonna call the cops (laughs) on them, the Disney cops, but it just was something that was always like in my awareness. (laughs) So weird. I guess it's helped me now, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> sure. Just um, knowing how law
0: works. So uh, we had asked you to pick an episode, and you gave us uh, a, a short list, like most of our guests actually tend to do. Um, they either have a favorite that's already been picked, or one that maybe is being saved, or <laughs> the only one that's being saved. By the way, is monorail. Yep. And yeah. that is only in the uh, you know the, the possible very possible that- as he is someone
1: who is living <laughs> and in our our general geographical vicinity. Yeah,
0: and, you know, uh, he's, you know, it's Conan O'Brien. Yeah, I was I gonna. Was gonna,
1: say, gonna <laughs> oh yeah, he, he who we are speaking of—it's he with a capital H. Um, <laughs> it is the the Lord and dear Connor,
0: Thank you for this food, comedy loving
1: <laughs> savior. Can I be more sacrilegious out of the gate?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, there must be a reason that this episode strikes a chord with you, and I would like to know what that is.
2: Yeah, um, I've—I mean, I've always been a Disney guy. I'm more of like a Disney Parks guy that like I could kind of give less of a shit about like Mickey Mouse or whatever, but I've always just been like big into like Disney Parks and stuff like that. You
0: recently had a very important day of your life.
1: Uh, oh yeah,
2: I did. I I got engaged <laughs> at Epcot.
1: There you go. <laughs> Thanks you for walk, the reminder. <laughs> can you walk us through that story? Oh yeah, everyone listening really wants to know.
2: Well, there's there's actually a I was gonna bring it up a little bit later. Um, there's that there's that Margaritaville joke towards the end of this episode oh yeah um i have like I, I i love jimmy buffett both ironically and completely sincerely like i've seen him eight or nine times <laughs> um,
1: i think that it's sincere at this point oh, oh yeah like like it's completely sincere but i also think
2: he is ridiculous right But i kind of love it um So as I was as I was preparing to propose to my fiance, um, we were in Orlando and we sort of like broke off for the afternoon. Like she went to the pool and I went out to Universal because I wanted to go to the Margaritaville. And I uh, I took a selfie in front of it and said it was, you know, basic white dude birthright. And uh, so like four hours later, when I'd finally proposed over the course of the next, I'd say, three days, I had 10 people legitimately ask me, like, wait, did did you propose at the Margaritaville? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. I like, I'm not, I'm not that gauche. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, I, I was in Epcot and, uh, I proposed to my girlfriend, uh, on the bridge between future world and world showcase. And it was, uh, Great. And then I got high-fived by a white dude with dreadlocks.
0: That's beautiful.
2: Yeah. It was a really, w- that did, was the part that, that sealed it. Did
1: the white guy with dreadlocks witness your proposal? He did. That's why he f- high-fived. He okay. did. Yeah. It'd be very funny
2: good. if it
0: was just out he of nowhere. He like, hey, like your look.
1: He was just <laughs> high-fiving everybody. He get <laughs> hey, a nice free face. hug sign. Because you know what? I feel like if you're a white guy with dreadlocks, you're just giving out high-fives willy-nilly because oh, that's yeah. all you have it's to do. It's part get. of the
0: contract when it they give you the haircut.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a deal with the
0: devil to actually get dreads to grow on a white face. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, I know dreads don't grow. You get what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: um, and you know, uh, the the one thing that I think we told you off air, uh, was that Weird Al, uh, we recorded the Weird Al episode while you were away, uh, yeah. which is a true testament to, towards the love of your now fiance. If you were willing to choose yeah. between Weird Al and your wife, <laughs> you
2: know, yeah, because we we had votes for that, a good marriage. I think because we'd had that on the books since like July, and I knew it was going to be in October. And like the second we said October, I was like, well shit, I know it's gonna be I know it's gonna be the weekend I'm gone. So of I had course. like a month and a half, two months to like
0: reconsider your whole life.
2: Y- yes. Um we we <laughs> almost didn't go. Um, no, I, I had enough time to, to like steal myself like okay, I'm not gonna get to meet weird now, but I'm gonna get engaged, and that's pretty cool
0: too. You're so lucky she said yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would have yeah, been the worst been thing
2: that ever happened. I'd have been like, Oh, oh I didn't get to meet weird out and, and I, she said no. <sighs>
1: But I feel like you. The best. I feel like you know what their answer is before oh, yeah. you ask. Though it does. It
2: doesn't mean it's not terrifying. though. I
1: know, I know. But it's it's so because I uh, we're both freshly engaged people in yep. 2016. Um, I'm sorry, Allie, mm. that I didn't propose to wah, you. Wah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I I feel like uh, the, it is nerve wracking. But I don't know the the. The possibility I, I would like to know the statistical like percentage of like people that actually get rejected when they yeah. propose because i feel like the people that do that then are people that are completely detached from reality and like proposed after a month oh or yeah. something stupid yes <laughs> oh totally i feel like you have a sense you should
2: yeah and like we've been together for uh nine years so like it it it, it sh- I,
1: I Either you Either getting nervous, married yeah. or breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, there like, was
2: no clock ticking whatsoever. No, no, no pressure really. from your parents or her parents. No. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure our, both of our parents would have been OK with it not happening.
1: <laughs> sure. I'm sure at one point they were like, you know, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell had a good run.
2: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
0: which one's which? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: I'm
2: probably Goldie. I'm yeah. probably Goldie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like my, my fiance could throw down. Your wow. fiance is really cool and she's tough. Yeah, she's awesome. really cool. She's she's right now at the bitchcraft craft fair.
1: God, of course she is.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty dope. She's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other the other reason I picked this episode is this is one of my first episodes. Like I had I had how old were you in ninety seven? Um, I would have been about eight, mm-hmm. seven mm-hmm. or eight. Um. And it was like, I had seen some Simpsons on and off before that, but this was the first year I was allowed to watch it. And so I was just like every weekend, which just like recording the entire Sunday night block of like this and King of the Hill. I'm trying to remember what other, I think the Polly Shore show was on <laughs> around then. The PJs? Uh, I think the PJs was a couple years later, mm-hmm. but it was sort of around the same time. Yeah. And you want
1: me to bring up that list of nineteen ninety seven movies again? <laughs> oh, please do. I have it at the ready No, I'll I mean,
2: well actually, you know, once I'm once, you know, my work with this show is done, I am starting a PJ's fan cast. Um
1: You and you al- alone.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's called it's called the Podjecks.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> Brandon, did you just think about that right now? I did. Wow, that was really good.
2: That's what that's what two thousand dollars in U C B training will get you. <laughs> yeah, that and that alone. <laughs> yep. Um, so I think like this there was this particular run and this was one of the first ones I ever saw it was like this and the spin-off showcase mm-hmm. and the one where marge is a pretzel maker Oh that's such yes. a good one. That's a really good one. I really like that one. And it it comes when I was looking at it on the the website the other day it comes in like a crazy run of episodes.
1: It's within the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. like
2: like two episodes later like I think Mr. Plow is there two episodes later is the uh like the uh, Johnny Cash Coyote's in there.
1: Mr. Plow is not in this oh, season. Oh,
2: no, you're right. No, he's not. Um... Just forget everything I just said. (laughs) But it's like you're crazy. You know what? I'm glad you're leaving. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I, you know, this was fun. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just, you know, I'll show myself out. You no, no, you still have to record. You outed yourself
1: as two children stacked on top of each other, uh, hidden by a trench coat, pretending to like The Simpsons. (laughs) Well, I outed myself as that like
2: six months ago, and you guys were cool. I know, I know. We're lazy. (laughs) We
1: couldn't get a replacement so late.
2: Plus, it's double the double the amount of help.
1: Yeah, you're right. And none of that pesky child labor laws anyway, nope. um uh, well, yeah, I mean it made sense uh when you knowing your story about um your proposal, um but then also I you know I liken myself to be a Disney kind of oh, person totally. too, but um of course agree with you like uh uh, new mickey stuff i think that it's there there are different types and i was thinking about this i was reflecting on this last night as i was performing at a toy store in (laughs) burbank (laughs) because in this uh store there was like this divide between like they call it disneyana stuff and so there was like the classic vintage theme park Fifty sixties Disney of stuff, which is like magic. Mm. Oh yeah, me too. Mm, yeah, you you <laughs> salivated. <laughs> but then on the other <laughs> side is like. I will call lovingly some basic ass bullshit. And that sure. Is, that is like quote unquote art of like Tinkerbell on like a, a fire work. Oh, a cool. sure. like, yeah. This weird, like Thomas Kincaid like rainbow. Arkansas single mom. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Right next to the words joy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and give. Ugh. And you know, so there's, there's a, a divide and, um, and I want people to know the distinction Oh yeah, so it's... that I don't have to constantly defend myself when I'm like, yeah, I go to Disneyland a lot. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Disney person. I'm a Disney fan, but you know, like maybe not in that deep end. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, like there, there's, there's a certain type of like Disney person. Yes. That is really overwhelming to try to d- and to we want everyone to shapes. be yeah. happy
0: and follow their bliss yes. uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> thank you
1: for that <laughs> yeah no I mean uh, we certainly have a lot of um, listeners uh, our front of the podcast DJ Clulo um, who worked for Disney Proper I think um, for Imagineering. Am I correct uh, in assuming that? Uh, you oh tell damn. us, DJ. You tell us. He will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so we know a lot of people that um, you know may currently even work for Disney and sure. blah blah blah. But
0: um, and we love your tickets. Let me tell you, yum, yum yum tickets. yum. yum.
1: Um, no, no, it's it's just it's interesting, and I feel like because of that, you know, maybe the Simpsons creators kind of detected a little bit of overlap, maybe, oh, totally. or the fact that Disney is just such a titan in media that it's like the elephant in the room. If you don't kind kind of, if they're gonna make fun of pop culture in general then they have to kind of dip into the disney pool
2: yeah and there's so much different type of disney stuff to make fun of like there's the movies like this is you know and then there's like you got itchy and scratchy land and then you've Mm -hmm. even got uh like the duff gardens episode absolutely it's making fun of like a, a whole different type of disney thing
1: yeah yeah and i would say that the duff gardens is like more of an amalgamation between like that and like bush garden oh, yeah. and like six flags oh, and like yeah. stuff like that like you know, your county sort of fair your county fair kind of theme park um you know a little less refined than disney proper yeah
0: mm-hmm. a little bit like universal studios where the simpsons <laughs> <laughs> theme park lives Ooh, well, well, well
1: and i think that they even make fun of that i mean yeah they're they make fun of everything that's that's the great equalizer when it comes to the simpsons um yeah, that, and, and, you know, they're incessant making fun of Fox as a channel and yep.
0: all that good stuff. They got uh, some good running bits, let me tell you. Uh, let me tell you. <laughs>
2: a lot right? of good have jokes on that Simpsons. Have you heard
0: of the Simpsons show? They're funny. Pretty good. There was a point when I was watching the episode last night that I just said, the Simpsons is funny, <laughs> which reminds <laughs> us <laughs> of uh, the uh, the bumper stickers that Julia Prescott made. Ooh yeah, we're going to be selling those on our new merch site.
1: The Simpsons yeah. are good. It's the Simpsons is, is good. good. The <laughs> Simpsons is good. You know what, Allie? I think, were you around when <laughs> there was a great debate? Should it be The Simpsons are good or The Simpsons
2: is good?
0: I was not a part of the debate. I would oh, have had my own Maybe thoughts. that was just me,
1: myself, and I. Well, I
2: had pitched Simpsons equal V good, but that didn't go very well. It's too trendy. Yeah.
0: You
1: can't you can't put V uh, as a stand-in for very on a bumper sticker. It timestamps it too much. You got to have evergreen. Also, V
0: makes me think of like math. I feel like it's the, oh, the yeah. equal sign. Yeah, you know, it's just too much. Now listen,
1: I'm down with a V in a text.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh hell but, yeah.
1: But as you know, especially to, a to adorn text. onto my Hyundai Elantra for all of time. <laughs> no, thank
2: you. <laughs> Wait, what sort of flirty text would have a V in it? I'm V horny right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Asked and answered? Man, Allie, you are just
1: boom, 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 you have that ready. Listen, like, I got a
0: new
2: pour-over coffee you maker.
1: Were,
0: I know, yeah.
1: Also, you were angry with us for even asking. I love that. Mm-hmm.
2: You, you guys aren't aware of how tense these recordings always are. Yeah, they really are.
1: Um, let's get into the episode a little bit. I mean, so... Oh, so uh, this episode I was surprised to learn um, they actually had to pad it for time. Yeah. Because they assumed that since they were already going to do so many songs, um, which and the songs are so great, Oh yeah, they're all really good. They're just on point uh, for what they're parodying and Maggie Roswell, I don't know if she's also singing. I would bet that she is. I think she is, But yeah. she is doing just a, a great job, you know, sort of evoking that Julie Andrews um, kind of cadence. Um, but uh, yeah, they had to like fill it in with other stuff, so that's why we see See that Quentin Tarantino, Itchy and Scratchy episode later. And,
2: and like eight minutes of Krusty up top.
1: Eight minutes of Krusty up top. Yeah. So the Krusty comedy classic. I love Krusty and I love it when he's doing anything that's like a Jerry <laughs> Lewis sort of like TV special. I think that he's that's where he truly shines. because oh, he's, yeah.
0: he's such uh, just a perfect combination of every type of the entertainer. Like he, yes. he really has to do everything. Um, and you know, we don't really have too much of a person like that now, um, that has to kind of like step in, but I would say like Billy Crystal for a long time. Oh, Oh, absolutely. Well, because, um, I mean, Krusty in and of
1: himself is like, uh, representing a bygone era of these sort of like the transition from these almost vaudevillian type of performers who, you know, came into TV and, you know, of course, Jerry Lewis did that. And then you, you would see, um, uh, you know Letterman did that a little bit, Letterman, and um, you know now we have Josh Gatt. <laughs> now we have Josh.
3: Gatt.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know if, it, if our we have listeners that go that far back, but there was one episode in the early days of Everything's Coming Up podcast where Julia and I and I don't even remember who our guest would have been. I, I might have have don't been want Nick to
1: incri- well, I don't want to incriminate the guest. Oh, we won't incriminate the guest. We were yeah, we it was. But there dead.
0: was there. Was, I think I don't even know uh, how much of it made it to broadcast. But we had a big long talk about Josh Gad I, I feel th- like this if there is, me it yeah. does if, this was early yeah, days if there is
1: a Wikipedia page for us the footnote would say "egad." <laughs> thank you <laughs> yes Wow, that offended you, Brandon? No, I, it, was, it, it, was, it wasn't <laughs> offensive. It was just like, oh, all right,
2: sure. Before yeah, the, okay. yeah, we
1: we, we, we went off. I, <laughs> I think it was just, it was a different time. It was the a different pl- time. The political landscape was still hope-filled, yet, you know, uh, sardonic.
0: Yeah, exactly. Soon we'll be able to hate Josh in piece. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now we got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, I've been doing, I, I've been trying to make a bit of this, but I'm nostalgic for a time when the one thing that we could all agree on to hate was just Guy Fieri and Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> Yeah. I'm nostalgic for that being America <laughs> <laughs> instead of real, whoo, real uh, issues. Anyway, we won't get too deep into our own privilege. Into our own. Into yeah. our own p- absolutely. Thank <laughs> you, Allie, for that reminder. I've also been, this is a complete side note, since the Gilmore Girls reboot has premiered, I've been reading so many Check Your Privilege articles mm. about <laughs> it that has made me question everything that I like in the world.
0: If anyone wants to get into the new Gilmore Girls, I'm down. Me too. I think we should have a Twitter conference. Up or down? Thumbs up? Thumbs down. Um, I mean, I'm both. I give it a big old thumbs down. Really, it had some good moments. Mm-hmm. It was a big slap in the face to mm-hmm. me as a Gigi fan. Yeah, well, I feel like
2: <laughs> we
1: this is a completely other podcast called Gilmore Guys, which you should listen to. Um, <laughs> and Allie and I have both been guests on. Um, but uh, I, I felt like it, it made me um, realize exactly why I enjoyed Gilmore Girls in, in the first place. Totally. Um, you know, I, I don't think that I'm alone in saying this, but uh, I came to Gilmore Girls at um, what I could uh, definitively say is the most depressing um, chapter of my life. <laughs> um, we're talking oof, oof ouch, Um, real bad, Uh, real low. Uh, My family knows about it and uh, they reference it uh, when times are low. Gilmore Girls Age. Yeah, and in a way of, at least it's not like this year. Um, (laughs) And I watched every single episode of Gilmore Girls. Um, God, and now I've seen like every episode about like seven times or 12 times. Um, But it's that, I value it for its escapism in that because here is, you know, what is, uh, like a a quaint world that, you know, you can kind of just not care too much about, um, the reality of it. Yeah. It's popcorn, but like, um, that is what is part of the formula that makes it problematic as we saw with this
0: reboot. Anyway, as much as I really (laughs) want to talk about girl more girls right now, we have a, uh, even more fun debate, which is, uh, Is this episode super great or extra great?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of your really great uh, Twitter uh, polls that you put. I mean, if you don't follow Allie Gertz, oh God, treat yourself. I love, I think one of your favorites was, you said something like, um, you know, like, do you agree with me? Retweet for yes, like for no. (laughs) Just retweet for yes, like for no is so fucking brilliant and great. And yeah hey you thank understand
0: you. Uh, twitter what i I, I like it mm-hmm. um so there are so many good moments in this episode starting at the top we get i don't you know i've never uh, maybe this is sacrilege but i've never been like too big of a nerd about like what bart writes on um the yeah. chalkboard mm-hmm. um but some occasionally i'll catch it and it really makes me laugh um uh and same with the couch gags like i i like them but they don't always like really mean a lot to me the couch gag for this one was weird as hell and i don't remember it i feel like it almost is a new thing that they slipped in on the fxx app well no (laughs) no no. it's not i know i know (laughs) but um yeah no i
1: mean i'm sure where's the couch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, right, right. I'm sure there are several papers written about this and possibly books um, of like how similar to Treehouse of Horror, um, the couch gags kind of exist in this like non canon alternate yeah. reality of The Simpsons yeah. where no one is loyal safe. to their true <laughs> emotions and are safe.
0: Yeah. yeah. The police are coming right now. The I don't know if you are coming cast right the now the to the thought police. Uh, so for those that don't, <laughs> Lord help us. <laughs> the dream police. So for those that don't remember, um, the, the,
2: the (laughs) yes, I I was just singing karma police very quietly. I can hear myself louder than you guys can, I think,
0: oh, <laughs> no. uh so uh Bart writes on the chalkboard, uh, I will not hide the teacher's Prozac and the couch gag just has them all getting locked outside the house and banging on the door, which made me very sad.
1: Yeah. I love that
2: animation of Homer pounding on the door
0: I don't it scared me,
2: yeah, <laughs> it's fair,
1: you know what that kind of that prozac line kind of reminded me of know why this part of uh king of the hill episode like really resonated with me and like burned into my memory even now but i remember there being an episode where bobby hill um steals luann's uh, birth control mm-hmm. and replaces it with um pez
0: i will always remember that episode i don't know why that is i think that i think the fact that they had anything to do with birth control in a cartoon was yeah. a pretty cool they thing were pushing the envelope in and a big way. uh that was the first time i really remember asking like what that was and i think it might have started the talk for me
2: so
1: maybe this episode started the talk for people
0: who need prose.
2: i'm wondering i'm wondering how many people's version of the talk involved king of the hill everyone's yeah i know i know know mine did
0: (laughs) i'm still waiting for the talk is that weird well julia sit down
1: (laughs) uh, your
2: mother and i have a lot to talk to you about this
1: is and my mom listens to the podcast so you know you'll you'll correct me but i think my version of the talk was Uh, No sex, no drugs, no rock and roll. You know the deal. That's amazing.
0: As she was dropping me off at a ska show. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Um, My talk was pretty much... uh it's not even funny, but it is good advice that I didn't really follow, which was pretty much, uh, hey, um, don't do anything with anybody that you wouldn't mind getting stuck with for the rest of your life. That's a really good talk.
2: That is really good, yeah.
0: It Though is. in the
1: ambiguity of it <laughs> is <laughs> <Anything>? startling. <laughs>
0: do you mean like doing a podcast? Hi, Ali. Do you want
1: to get lunch? <laughs> Never! <laughs> I'm going to be eating this lunch for the rest of my
0: years. Um, but, uh, you know, there's... I like that King of the Hill and Simpsons uh, broached some topics that even live action stuff was kind of too afraid to do. Um, They were always pretty racy. I mean... Uh, I remember King of the Hill, the episode that really burns uh, in my memory, uh, in addition to the birth control episode, is the one where Hank sees his parents having sex on the table and then goes blind. Yeah. Um, And that, yeah, that kind of was like, ooh. Right. But you know what? I think that there's a lot of truth to
1: what you're saying about it being, like, you you are almost allowed to be edgier in an animated format. Totally. I know that, you know, my (laughs) fiancé there's been a lot of fiancé words thrown around Uh, Mike who you guys know because he's been on the show. He works on a show called Mr. Pickles on Adult Swim and he remarks to me uh, constantly about like the kind of stuff that they can only do because it's an animated show and if it was a live action show it'd be like forbidden and like, oh, yeah. you know, book burning kind of level. Like the um,
0: KKK joke at the top of this episode. Yeah, <laughs>
1: absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, his show is about a uh, satanic uh, lassie. So <laughs> it's, you know,
2: you can imagine. But and the, yeah. And there's like a distancing you get absolutely. as a viewer absolutely. from something animated because yeah. it, there's that, that extra step of removal it's the same reason, like a show like Buffy or something like that, can go a lot deeper on like teen stuff, uh, because it's using the metaphor of monsters rather totally. than like you you could rather than what you could do in like Dawson's Creek. Or something like that, hmm.
0: and you get to uh, do stuff that you couldn't do just because of a budget. So uh, one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite uh, like visuals of the Simpsons like if we're just looking at like a single still image that makes you laugh no matter what. Um, when we're going through the Krusty special, uh, he's just like, "And now the parody of Mad About You, oh Mad God, About You," and it's just the gigantic <laughs> Give <me a> kiss, <laughs> Gertie, no tongue, <laughs> just a gigantic red pump. I know in bed.
1: I know, and I love the. The line after that, uh, oh, God, then you're really not going to like our <laughs> NYPD shoe sketch. It's pretty, pretty much, much the, the same thing. thing. I love
2: that he just bails on the material. Like the second it stops working, he's like, well, we're, this sucks. Let's move on.
0: Yeah. Um. So let's go into the episode more beat by beat because uh, I'm sure that there will be more tangents as we come along because yep. that's kind of just the way life works. And, you know, it's a good show when it reminds you of other aspects of your life and other TV shows that came after or before.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's a oh. damn fine television program. Last thing on the the KKK. We moved on, Brent. No, I'm just kidding. Please, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Something
1: about your dad?
2: Uh, not not yet. Um, <laughs> my uh, my fiance she saw my notes today uh, before I woke up and was like, "Why does it? Why is there KKK three exclamation points at the beginning of your notes?" <laughs> I noticed well, that as they, well. They
1: run a good meeting. Uh, they they know they know how to organize and uh, they know and how, they how they to know act.
2: How, they know how to pick proper candidates. They're not apparently. complacent.
1: That's what. That's for damn sure. <laughs> They're fat
0: (laughs) fashionable they're
1: they're not sitting on their hands is what i would say
0: (laughs) oh boy by the way the simpsons we shouldn't have to say this but the simpsons uh podcast here does not promote the kkk nor do we endorse them (laughs) uh it's really crazy that they're in the news as big as they are we think that they're bad we're supportive of equality it is insane um, that
1: they're still a thing yeah it feels like an active thing yeah it feels like some fantastical yesteryear kind of And, you know, that's the the way things were done. Like, the
2: KKK should be an issue in, like, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? And that's it.
1: Yeah. Yes. And it should have been something invented for Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because it's an allegory for other weird serpent monsters. However, uh, I... uh, Homer. (laughs)
0: Yes. I have... uh, I had family in Arkansas. um, Unfortunately, no longer with us. But when I was a kid, and I don't recall if I've shared this on the podcast or not but when I was a kid I went to Arkansas and visited my um late grandpa Don who was wonderful and not a KKK member and he lived up the street from the Grand Wizard uh and uh I remember when I was just on a walk with my family um you know I was probably like six so I was very young didn't know what the KKK was um I saw this man who was very nice um who had a tattoo on his arm and uh it was of a Klansman And I was just like, what is that? And he's just like, them's ghost sweetie because he was trying to like sugarcoat what the deal was and thought ghosts was less frightening because he knew that ghosts are less horrible than what he actually is so there's a little bit of fun Allie Gert's background yeah my uh, goodness. shedding the darkness on them's our day ghosts, them's ghost sweetie I know you grew up in deliverance it's really oh. weird I don't oh, know no. how the banjo song goes <laughs> uh, does I wish else? it was that
2: fucking <laughs> me folksy. Too. it is fun. like a a little bit funky, Instead of like too.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, get a jug who in there. What are you doing? Uh, who else thinks that um, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride is just deliverance for kids? It
2: really 100%. is. 100%. 100%. Do, do you
1: know, back to Disney, do you know the whole story of the ride? No.
0: So well, allegedly. While Johnny Depp finds some gold. Oh, boy. Johnny
1: Depp. Uh, <laughs> trigger warning. Um, uh, so allegedly, the entire story of the ride. So when you're going um, specifically to uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and Disneyland, California. Um, you're uh, rolling down that little river, and um, there is that uh, old man uh, on, in a rocking chair in a shack. And you hear banjos playing and allegedly um, the whole story of the ride of the whole world of pirates, etc., is his um, dream remembering <gasps> back to when huh. he used to be a pirate. I love that so, so much. So that's the, sort of the gateway because yeah. shortly after you see him, you go through this weird, you know, sort of like drops and you go through this like, um, you know, gateway into this other realm and so wow, Mm -hmm. that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's also why, like timeline wise, like he looks a little bit more modern than like these pirates.
2: That's a good Mm -hmm. point. That's really interesting. They've
0: thought about this. I like them. That's a
1: that's (laughs) such a
2: long ride too.
0: It is. It's a good chunky ride. It's
1: like about twenty minutes. Yeah, I think I think mm-hmm. it's
2: like like sixteen and then some change. Yeah,
1: no, but it's good. And and because of that, I mean they're rolling through this is just some mistakes. Oh, yeah. But they're they're rolling through a lot of guests in the park. Oh, totally. So you can you never really have to wait that long for a Pirates of the Caribbean efficient. ride. It's very efficient. And you could, you know, turn to your friends and have a light <laughs> conversation that doesn't intrude on other people's um experiences. Keep it nice. down, mother. Keep it down. Don't use your flash photography. Why do they do that? It's not gonna look good. Better photos, and they're already (laughs) online, and no one's gonna care, Gladys. When you're at Christmas, everyone (laughs) believes that you've been to Disneyland
0: anyway. (laughs) Personal Um, gripes. So uh, I don't know about you guys. This episode makes me very sad. I feel so bad for how humiliated Marge gets. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So we have this segment where uh, the whole family is watching TV on the TV trays. Bond memory that I have with my family doing the same thing, and um you know we we have a very mom situation where Marge is having to get milk, and then you know does anyone else want anything while I'm up? Nothing, sa- no one says anything, and then as soon as she sits down, the orders keep coming, and then poor Lisa is just like, oh well, there's a hair in my soup, but it doesn't matter, I'll just eat around it. What kind of hair? Well, it's six feet long and it's blue. That's my hair. Like the the humiliation that she has, it breaks my heart. Um, and then you know, um, you get that amazing like segment of all the different things of Marge's hair coming out. Yes, with that the musical hair. Such a good song. That was the first time I ever Uh, heard that song.
1: Yeah, so then when I saw it later, like they did some revival um, uh, f- at the Tony's, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, just like. A, I know what this is.
2: There's just a lot of music in this episode in general. Like yeah. Even it's outside great. of the musical numbers. Mm-hmm. Like there's this. There's the, uh, you know, the schnitzel song from the commercial. Oh, yeah. Um, which is was so good. Um, it's like, it's a surprisingly, like, I think it's just because they had to fill a lot of time. Oh, absolutely.
0: Uh and they filled it well. I yeah. love I love Marge's hair as a tumbleweed when Millhouse oh, yeah. is over and they're playing a little bit of like Indians or maybe just cowboys. They yeah. look
2: adorable. They really
0: scene. do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so great. And I love Homer, who himself is bald, trying to you know um, help Marge through this. And I think he he's like, "There's no need for that, Papa Babushka." I know. I remember that for some <laughs> reason, and thinking that it was
1: really fun and, and goofy.
0: And including uh, or to, to go back to stills that are funny no matter what. Uh, that image of of uh, Marge with Homer's hair. I know. I'll yes. teach you to
2: comb it right oh, over so, so no one so so can huh? tell, just like my hair. <laughs> I'm sure someone has a tattoo of that. Like, I'm oh, I'm sure. positive. I mean, if you dream it, it's already done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I love um, So the conclusion that they come to uh, you know, after this whole sequence with Marge losing her hair, which, I mean, that in and of itself, uh, a woman going through, you know, like, Baldness, or I don't because I always refer to it in my head as male pattern baldness. Of course, no, it's female, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, is, is very embarrassing. And so she's going through that and then the family joins together. We need help. We have to get a nanny or we have to cut back. We have to do something. And I like the kids' suggestions. Lisa saying, I'll stop buying Malibu Stacy clothing, <laughs> which the s- specifics of clothing is great. And then Bart, and I'll take up smoking and give that up. And then Homer, good for you, son. Giving up smoking is one of the hardest things you'll ever
2: have to do. Here's a dollar. <laughs>
0: but he didn't do anything, didn't he, Lisa? <laughs> didn't
1: he that's hey my, he didn't
2: <laughs> that's one of my favorite simpsons jokes that they hit over and over again They're like didn't, didn't he, he? Didn't yeah I? That's no
1: that's it's a definitely good one and you can insert that just anywhere oh, yeah. seamlessly <laughs> in your life
2: oh yeah i mean the, the best one is with uh, is with nimoy in the monorail yeah didn't mm-hmm. i did Didn't beans I? off
1: i feel like and that felt very nimoy specific too. but uh, of course now we see it with homer and it feels very natural as well oh totally Mm -hmm. and i love that i mean again this is kind of time stamping it but in a really great way it made me think you know they're making these mrs doubtfire references as they're searching for a nanny which is just like a really quick scene but you know when you're making pop culture references they they couldn't have anticipated it to be sort of locked in this comedy canon at the time but you know Now we see. So I I love that that is included into this plot. And, you know, the names are really great. Mrs. Pennyfeather, Mrs. Pennywiggle, you know, it's very
0: great. Um, So I have a question about this just because in that segment uh, we have that really great joke um, of, you know, uh, Marge being like, if you do this to everyone, we're never going to find a nanny. And, you know, uh, he keeps taking off the wigs. This is in 1997. That's the same year that Austin Powers came out. Same joke happens where he like yeah. tries to rip oh, a woman's yeah. hair off and then like starts like beating her up. Yeah, but I don't
1: believe that that was like a reference to Mrs. Doubtfire. It was more like James Bondy. But even still, it's like within the same.
0: I don't. Even, I've never seen Mrs. Doubtfire, so I don't know what is a reference to what. But um, <laughs> I know Julia's it's fine. <laughs> Julia's mouth wow. is a gape. Um, I will see it. I promise. But um, pretty, I've you know I've seen the references in Arrested Development, of course. Uh Um, but I didn't think I didn't assume that the punching a woman was from Mrs. Doubtfire, but maybe it is. Uh, but I did think the correlate, or the you know, the fact that it appears yeah, in Austin yeah, awesome yeah. Powers, and this is kind of funny.
1: It is kind of funny. I mean, again, 1997 was a magical year. Do you want me to bring up the list again? <laughs> please, please do. We
0: got Titanic. Um, we got Matrix. Austin
1: Powers came out this year. Gross Point Blank. <gasps> I as saw good that two nights it ago. Heads.
0: It's one of my favorite movies. Gross Point Blank. Yes. Oh, nice. That makes Rewatch sense. Rewatch it. It's very good. <laughs> I love a little baby John Cusack <laughs> and Minnie Driver.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, and then uh, Austin Powers came. out out this year jackie brown came out that year jackie brown's jackie tight brown. as hell uh liar liar i thought you
0: were calling me a liar
1: no uh, <laughs> and goodwill hunting and ah! uh, i can keep going goodwill
0: hunting is so good we mm. also skipped over a very wonderful moment of when they're talking about what they're going to save money on homer says that he'll stop doing his civil war reenactment i know oh, that's so good And then yeah. i don't know how i feel about it, but the stonewall jackson and then a poo comes out
2: that's such <laughs> a good South joke. Show.
1: come again
2: <laughs> like it's really th- great that that joke like Oh, my God. The that, that whole scene, the animation is so great. All of the... There's a lot of good costuming in this episode, mm-hmm. like, in that scene. I love later on when it's suddenly become, like, the Dickensian era oh, yes. in the park. Oh, I know. And, like, Skin, Skinner's outfit with, like, the hat and I the know. cape is so great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then we just sort of... That's when we get um, Sherry Bobbins, and we launch into this, like, full Mary Poppins um, ode. Um, but I love... Yeah, I love Skinner in that. I mean, I love anybody's sort of, like, off, um, you know, style. What's the word I'm looking off for? Off model. Off model, yes. Um, and to see, uh, you know, Skinner. Is it Jimbo that he's? It's Jimbo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> Boy for, for sale. sale. Is this legal, man? <laughs> Only here and in Mississippi. Hi,
2: diddly Sherry Bobbins. yo
3: Sherry Bobbins. I picked you some posies, Sherry Bobbins. Oh, thank you, Nelson. <sniffs> ah jeez. I'm a maniac, maniac, that's for sure. And I'm dancing like I've never danced before. Gah! That's the stuff. Yeah, thank you, you ungrateful boss sherry bobbins is that you hello willie you'd know her hey sherry bobbins and i were engaged to be wed back in the old country then she got her eyesight back suddenly the ugliest man in glasgow wasn't good enough for her it's good to see you willie that's not what you said the first time you saw me extra extra ripper strikes in watch Boy for sale! Boy for sale! Is this legal, man? Only here and in Mississippi. Oh, Sherry Bobbins, this is ever so much fun. With you, every day is Guy Fox Day. The uh, Humbug oh mr burns i think you'll find all life's
0: problems just float away when you're flying a kite
3: balderdash this is the silliest load of Ooh! look at it fly <laughs> look at me smithers
2: i feel practically super duper fredger exhilarated. Oh! Strange sensation in my chest. I think your heart's beating again.
3: Ooh, that takes me back. God bless
2: you, Sherry Bobbins.
0: Um, before we even get to that moment, one of my other favorite moments that I now realize must have been added because they were trying to, you know, plump this up is um, I didn't. It's one of those things that could be in any episode, so I didn't know it was from this one. Which is, you have my undivided attention, and then they play turkey in a
1: and it's like, yeah, it looks like it's from um. Steamboat like Willy Willie oh, yeah. era.
0: Yeah, that's definitely, <laughs> and it, l- it lasts so long. That's one of my favorite moments of just the inside of his brain, like that, the way that they draw it is so beautiful. Oh, You're pretty much amazing. just like looking into his skull.
1: That's such a great grab bag joke that they go to oh, frequently yeah. and, and it's it delivers every single time.
0: It does. Mm-hmm. And and so, of course, if you've seen Mary Poppins, you get the reference to most of the songs um, that they have in this. But um, in this scene, we have Bart and Lisa kind of describing their favorite or what they want in a nanny. Well,
3: I'd like to hear your suggestions. Maestro, if you please. <clears throat> if- to be our sitter. Please be sweet and never bitter. Help us with math and book reports. Might I add, eat my short spark? Just cutting through the treagle. If Maggie's fussy, don't avoid her. Let me get away with Moiter. Teach us songs and math. I add no fat chicks. Homer! The nanny we want is kindly and sage. And one who will work for minimum wage. Hurry, nanny, things are grim. I'll do it! Anyone but...
0: I love Lisa's singing voice, one. It's yes, so sweet it's and so, and oh yeah. so Be- adorable. Mm-hmm. And she's singing very sincerely. You got Bart doing all the yeah. great jokes. And, uh, Let me get away with Moira. <laughs> and uh, might I add no fat chicks. I, know. I laugh <laughs> at that
2: every time, and I feel so bad about it every time.
0: But you're not laughing at fat chicks. No, you're no, laughing at Homer, who is himself a large man. Thinking it's funny and acceptable to I say know. no fat and
1: chicks, and yes. then it, uh, there it is again. It's within the context, <laughs> the layers of this detachment that oh, yeah. makes right. it okay. Well, and,
2: and now that we're like we're into an administration whose motto might as well be no fat chicks, mm. among other things. Yes. Among other things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um and then of course we have grandpa who earlier in the episode uh st- didn't have was using the remote as a telephone and then used the iron as a telephone mm-hmm. uh, offers Whoa, <laughs> offers to take care of the kids and anyone but him yeah um there's a
1: lot of really great abe simpson stuff in this episode oh, yeah.
0: it's wonderful mm-hmm. and then yes as you said we finally get sherry bobbins we get that moment of did you say mary poppins no no i didn't I'm yeah the original creation like
2: um, model ricky rouse <laughs> I, I imagine that she comes from disneyland from that episode where like grandpa he's on a date and they go to disneyland d-i-z dash mm, mm-hmm. it's just this like shitty knockoff theme park <laughs> i feel like she's probably from disney
0: yes <laughs> um and 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 you know uh she says that she's practically perfect in every way and mm-hmm. uh, Homer and so am I. And then uh, just scratches his butt and That's, drinks a whole mm-hmm. carton of milk.
2: Such <laughs> a gross. Vi- there's a lot of really gross visuals in this episode. It's, yeah,
0: it's beautiful. And um, another moment in that scene. This is one of those episodes where just every single line is pretty solid. But um, you get the moment where I don't remember the guy's name. That It's her former employer. It's a very fancy oh, oh, name. Oh, oh,
1: I have it all written down. Uh, who's
0: your last employer? Lord and Lady Huffington of Sussex. And then Homer goes,
1: <laughs> Marge, do we know them? And she goes, no. Come on. Isn't he the guy I bowl with? The,
2: the black, black guy.
1: <laughs> That's Carl. Oh, oh yeah. So, so you work for Carl. So you work for Carl. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then Bart has a great line. Pop quiz, hot shot. I'm supposed to be doing my homework, but you find me upstairs reading a play, dude. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> And then that's where she says, I make you read every article in the magazine, including our sponsor, Norman Mailer's latest claptrap about his waning libido. Damn, she's tough. <laughs> I know. I love that's a very smarty, smart joke. Oh, of, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's
2: very much like a we we graduated, so we can't put that in the lampoon anywhere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sort
3: of
0: mm-hmm. um, I also like just the kind of... Um, the silliness that comes from a parody. Like, if you were watching Mary Poppins, you might think, oh, like, her butt waxed the banister. And then you get to make a joke of it, because you work yeah. on The Simpsons. Yep. <laughs> like, that's kind of how that and feels. It's so shiny
1: and perfect and
2: great.
0: Um, and then we get the, the kind of cut every corner song, which is very yeah. Simpsons. good song. And I love that it's the American way. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: It's it. The whole episode is about laziness, and how laziness, like, yeah, will prevails. triumph in any situation. Yeah,
1: because why change? It's just about managing who you already are. Oh,
2: yeah. Like, like as I was watching this, there were so many things I'm like, oh, this is just, this is still resonating today. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's all about laziness. It's all about cutting corners. It's all about, like, just not trying. Faking until you make sea. it.
0: I also love, in this song, um, you get outside of the Simpsons home and you see <laughs> that... Um, uh, Wiggum is just like fighting crime is not my cup of tea. That is like <laughs> the sweetest, yeah. most
1: endearing Wiggum. That makes me love him. Like, that's part of the reason why he's my favorite side character because of like a sweet little confession like that. Yeah, totally. It's so cute.
2: I love the uh, harmony with Sherry Bobbins and Apu. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a really nice little there's a lot of good and like little musical bits.
1: Absolutely. Like yeah. Homer
2: has a really good counterpoint at the end of this song, like as they're marching out of the bedroom, he has a hit like his vocal counterpoint line is just like really good. Like it's really nicely put together.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember that, but I feel like it's when is it? Because I wrote it. down. That's
1: later. Like the it's later, we're just the way we are. Yeah, just the yeah. way we are. He has indubitably. F- he has
0: the funniest voice because it's so low and soft and like oh, yeah. it's know. just like an ocean taking you away. It is. Um, and I also <laughs> like
1: that um, that Toppins for sale. Um, riff where it's the song about Barney
3: It's 8 o'clock children, time for bed But we're not sleepy Sing us a song, Sherry Bobbins Yes, sing us a song I've been singing you songs all day I'm not a bloody jukebox Oh, all right In front of a tavern Flat on his face, a booze hound named Bonnie is pleading his case. Buy me a beer, two bucks a glass. Come on, help me, I'm freezing by ass. A snifter of wine Who am I kidding? I'll drink turpentine Move it, ya drunk Or I'll blast your rear end I found two bucks Then come in, my friend And so let us live on this heartwarming scene. Can I be a booze hound? Not.
0: yes oh, oh my god so heartbreaking mm-hmm. um so in that scene you guys had talked about which is you know obviously uh, mary poppins reference with the let's go fly a kite song um we get all these different characters like jimbo and skinner which is great you also have nelson it's like i picked you some posies i know and um i love the um oh my god i can't even remember his name right now willie jesus yes i know um <laughs> suddenly the ugliest man in glasgow isn't good enough for you <laughs> yes <laughs> it's good to see you willie that's, that's not so what you said or
2: you know what you said
0: the first time that's such a good joke mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. what a, like, uh, it's a
2: it's a good joke and it also s- just says a lot about her character yeah that like oh she actually used to maybe be a horrible person
0: <laughs> i mean is it horrible to not want to date the ugliest man in glass if you are not the i, d- I don't fault her but <laughs> yeah. i i
1: like the allusion to a past yes it's yeah. funny
0: um Let's see here. We got Mr. Burns. Uh, he is flying the kite, and uh, he gets shocked with electricity. He's like, "What is that feeling in my chest?" It's your heart beating, sir. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, this is a moment if we're going back to um, some moments that stick with us forever especially ones that are more adult like the birth control Um, uh, Homer uh, and Marge are talking about how Marge is so um, stress free that her hair is like super thick that she could put a beach umbrella in it and then they you know get V horny.
2: And,
0: uh, she's just like about to take it out. It's like, no, leave it in. I know. <laughs> the, the I know. like
2: Mechanics of trying to have sex with that thing floating around make me legitimately anxious. That is,
0: that is too far. I never think of the actual sex that the cartoons have. Although a lot of ads on my, um, uh, like porn viewing will come up with oh, like yep. just like oh why don't you watch <laughs> your favorite beloved mom and dad have I sex know. and it's like that's worse than my own I, parents I oh, saw yeah.
2: one recently that was Kim Possible I've seen As I'm like, that's, that that's, too. A, that's, that's a that's, a, a, that's deep
0: a deep
1: cut, cut.
2: But also like who is that for
1: um, or is it the most brilliant because it's they understand that millennials are of a certain age now that they are looking for porn <laughs> on U uh, porn or whatever website and that's going to bring them back in a weird way. It's relevant to them, I think. I think they've crunched the
2: numbers, is what I'm saying. Oh, I'm sure they have. Like, I feel like like UPorn might be the most brilliant company on the internet.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure, and then probably the most profitable.
2: Oh yeah.
0: I think I've talked about this before because I'm so fascinated by this idea, and I can't remember the name of it. But there's this cartoon um, that had one pilot. It was meant to be for Disney, and it's an amazing pilot. You could find it. And I don't know what it's called, but I'll put it in the notes when we find it. But um, it didn't get picked up. But there is a porn version of it that is gorgeously animated and it's, you know, it's a porn parody of a show that never got picked up. But huh. the actual, um, oh, it's called the, it's called them. okay, the original pilot is called The Modifiers hmm. and this porn is called The Modifuckers and okay. it is like, insanely detailed i've watched it because i was so fascinated in what it is i didn't jerk off to it i'm sorry to say okay but um this was like such a weird thing because the porn was more popular than the actual pilot itself that's fascinating isn't it the most culturally that's fascinating that's what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. this is not like a sex thing for me but if it were and if it is for you that's a okay yeah not my cup of tea (laughs) like crime for wiggum um But that is truly the most baffling and weird thing I've heard that has to do with animation or porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, I honestly crazy. can't believe it. Yeah. But anyway, but Simpsons anyway. be horny.
1: I So I want to talk a little bit about like how the storytelling in this episode really wraps up in, in, in a really organic but also very tidy way. So, of course, you know, we can't have uh, a world where the Simpsons are now fixed, quote unquote, by this. Magical character. Um, and it also would be unsatisfying to have this magical character kind of swoop in, do all her stuff, and then leave, and then what next? Um, because it just defies everything that we've known about this family and about the show and the Simpsons in general, blah, blah, blah. So I really love the way that they treat that problem. Um, and I think that it's like before the end of Act Two, um, where Sherry's like, All right, my work here is done. Goodbye. And everyone's like waiting by the door, like all cleaned up and perfect. Like, Oh, goodbye, Sherry Bobbins. We'll miss you so much. You know, Oh, man. And she leaves and like literally takes two steps outside and there's like crashing from inside and, and there's, you know, poor fire. Marge is shaking, poor Marge is oh, shaking, that, that, that animation, animation. Oh my gosh. It was startling. And I love like the simplicity of, you know, the representation of a child going through chaos of just Lisa banging a pot. It's so yeah. terrifying. It's, it's like very and viscerally effective. Yeah, and then, of course, Maggie is, like, you know, trying to, like, vanquish a fire in the living room. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, then Sherry Bobbins goes, ugh, I guess I'll unpack my bags. And then she becomes sort of a slave to them. And I love her having, like you mentioned before, like that moment with Barney, and she's, like, singing Margaritaville and just, like, down and out, and they are slowly killing this beautiful human.
3: You people will be the death of me. <laughs> Wasted away again in Margaritaville, searching for my lost shaker of salt. Oh, here it is.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, they are, like, from the jump in this episode, like, the family is a little bit more horrible than normal. Like, yeah. no, like with the exception of Lisa, like, being hesitant to pull the hair out, like, no one's really nice to Marge.
1: and you. Know, but no one's really nice to Marge, but I think that what makes um, this situation generally okay and, and makes us not hate the Simpsons yeah. in this, just sort of be a little grumbly about them, is that Marge is just as bad as everyone else. And oh, I feel totally. like that's a pretty good compass to guide through, like, whose side we should be on. If it's just yeah. Homer being terrible, then it's a Frank Grimes episode where we're supposed to sort of question, like the morals of Homer. But if Marge, who is like the moral foundation of the entire family, is like just as selfish as they are, yeah. then all right, cool. We're off to the races. Let's even, just see where we go.
2: Even Lisa's kind of shitty as we as we get moving on there. Like when she's yeah. like T V.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you know what? Without that scene, I don't think that it would have been as grounded in her being on the same level as everyone else. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um I also wanted to point out um the the moment before they end up leaving, um, there's the song. And I remembered because I was just going on and on about like, there's something that Homer sings so well. It's when Bart says, can I be a booze hound Not Not till til you're 50? Your <laughs> it's beautiful. And I also love that they're all asleep in the bed together. Like what yeah. a what a weird oh, yeah. universe for The Simpsons. This
2: weird room that they never go in before where they all live together for one scene. Yeah. I uh, want that snow globe though of Moe's bar.
0: I know. Oh God, yeah. And you know. I bet it exists. I also love that um, scene in the actual Mary Poppins movie, the Feed the Birds. Um, yeah. That's always been my favorite song from that because mm-hmm. I'm a sad, weird kid. But <laughs> um, yeah, Barney, I love that joke of like, you know, uh, pretty much. Like Mo only has a friendship with Barney because he's a valuable customer. Yeah,
1: it's kind of sad, but yeah. it's very yeah. funny. Move I love it. it. You're drunk, or I'll blast your rear end.
2: <laughs> I found then come in, my friends <laughs> That's beautiful, you guys. Yeah, good. I love it when they when they like go into the realness of Barney's alcoholism. Yes. that like it's generally played as a joke, but like this is really kind of sad or it like, is, or like his film in the, the Jay Sherman Puka episode. Yeah, yeah. It is
1: very sad when we see, I mean, it's, it's double sad because we see Sherry Bobbins be, you know, just as like waning as a person as yep. Barney is. Uh,
0: so you mentioned before I brought us back to the earlier moments in this episode that uh, Sherry kind of becomes a bit of a slave uh, to the Simpsons. And um, there's something that I think is crazy that I want your guys's uh validation on um so they're having her pretty much be marge at the beginning of this episode she's having to go up and get them stuff now this is uh season eight episode 13 uh the episode it's 13 right
2: something like that it's like 13 14
0: 13th yeah okay so season eight episode 17 is my sister the sitter uh or my sister my sitter which is the one where lisa's the babysitter in both of these episodes, which are only three episodes apart, Bart does the same thing where he asks for more pepper and then says, A little more, a little more, keep going. Now that's too much. Yeah. She does that to both he does that to both people within three episodes. Do you a hilarious those? goof? But isn't that is it intentional did they do it like oh we have to I'm bring that sure. back
1: i don't think that it was i think that probably it was not. just like i think that they forgot that they made they the probably joke. forgot it. and yeah, they b- but it's a
0: great joke it just they play it out much more in the next one so yeah i don't know i just thought it was so crazy because i wrote it down in my notes not knowing how close they were to each other sure. if it had been a whole season i would have thought like sure. oh okay they're bringing it back but three episodes it's so interesting to me one like they had
2: you know uh, Oakley and Weinstein only executive produced like two or three episodes this season or, or Algin and Mike Reese, whichever one did this episode Algin and Mike yeah they, they only did like four episodes this season so that they might have just put it in not knowing it was there later that's so
0: funny
1: yeah I guess the lore of this episode is that it was originally pitched at one of their writer summits which a lot of shows do this where they'll have like You know, if you're a fancy show, you get to go to like uh, Hawaii and you like spend a week just generating stories that you'll then sort of pick apart for the remainder of the season. I believe that uh, maybe Josh Weinstein or Mike Scully or somebody from The Simpsons said, yeah, we just went to... uh, Someplace in Santa Monica. <laughs> yeah. and Actually, pulled up in a hotel. I think a few different writers few told different us that
2: because <laughs> they—they're yeah. yeah, like oh, they were all
1: really upset about it, <laughs> mad
2: about you got to go to fucking Bora Bora or whatever, <laughs> mad, ab- um, mad about Shu got to go to Scotland. <laughs> yes.
1: Um. And so they originally, uh, I think it was either Al Jean or Mike Rice pitched this idea, and at first everybody sort of balked at it. They were just like, "Ugh, I don't know, man." You know, like <laughs> get out of here with that. Um, but then, you know, it eventually became uh, one of their favorite episodes.
0: It's so good. It's a really mm-hmm. good one. Um, so now we get those little TV moments that we talked about up top. Um, I always loved, and I don't remember the whole thing because it's very long, but I love the little kind of baby Rainier Wolf Castle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. Uh, my bratwurst has a first name. It's, yeah. And then I couldn't even fill in yeah. the rest.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like a b- all the consonants. <laughs> Welcome back to Before
3: They Were Famous. We all know Rainer Wolf is the star of the blockbuster McBain movies, but
2: here's his first appearance in a commercial in his native Austria.
3: Mein has a first name. It's F-R-I-T-C. Mein Bratwurst has a second name. It's S-C-H-N-A-C-K-E-N-P-F-E-F-F-E-R-H-A-U-S-E-N.
0: And then we get the Andrew Griffith. I, um, my dad laughed so hard I, know. I shot him I shot him
2: <laughs> to <I was laughs> fix Emmett
0: <laughs> I was definitely an Andy Griffith household were you guys that was that was mm, common television not for really. me not really I you know every year I still watch the Andy Griffith Christmas special mm-hmm. it's very good you know what huh. I will say that in uh, maybe
1: uh, replacing Andy well my dad definitely watched a lot of Andy Griffith he just didn't watch it with um, me and my sister but we he introduced us to a ton of Don Knotts movies oh, Don so Knotts. we actually we were more of like a Don Knotts, Albert Brooks sure. household.
0: Ooh, Albert Brooks for sure. Ooh. I know. <laughs> I mean, like all good women are. <laughs> hey, right? <laughs> Hello. Um, so uh, we then get the Quentin Tarantino moment, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Obviously, it's with true love that they do this uh, homage, um, but then they kill him, which oh, yeah. is I really know. disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And I think that that was before I actually
1: saw. Um, uh, Reservoir Dogs. I would hope. Yeah, you would absolutely. have just been a little kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I... Yeah, so when I eventually did see Reservoir Dogs, it made me think more of The Simpsons than you know, that Same. of its own thing. But I love Quentin Tarantino coming out and saying, what I'm trying to say in this cartoon is that violence is everywhere in our society. You know, it's like, even in breakfast cereals, man, <laughs> and cut and off his head. Yeah, and uh, apparently... So, Dan Castellaneta did the voice of Quentin Tarantino in that moment, they had actually reached out to Quentin Tarantino, but he... Um, didn't agree with the lines that they had written for him to say. He just felt like it was a little too self-deprecating, which mm-hmm. now with the Quentin that we know, he, I'm sure he would have been down. Yeah. But apparently since then, people have kind of given him like bootleg, and scratchy shirts from that episode, and he's worn them and Aww. loved them, and he I think, accepts it. I think we
2: read the same Wikipedia article. <laughs>
0: Well, it was the only Wikipedia
1: oh, article. fair
2: enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the moments that I love a lot is after the kind of, you know, push Sherry to her limits. You get, um, you know, Barney and Sherry singing together.
2: I, I That scene made me so happy. Um, it's like, it's super sad, but I love the like sad arrangement of Margaritaville. I also just lo- like, it's like I was saying earlier, my life just tends to have intrusions of Jimmy Buffett in very <laughs> strange ways. Like... I, I have the dubious distinction of being one of I'd say maybe ten people in the world that have sang a Jimmy Buffett song at a funeral and it wasn't like a goof.
1: Go on. Um,
2: <laughs> We're listening. Well when 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 my dad died, um that was like the one like cultural thing we had in common. And so I I sang uh A Pirate Looks at Forty, which is which is a beautiful song. Um but it like even as I was singing, I'm like, this is this is just a strange thing to do. It's
0: uh, yeah. It's kind of like dust in the wind. Yeah. uh,
1: Yeah. (laughs) That reminds me of this great James Fritz bit where he talks about going to, he's from Kentucky and he talks about going to a funeral. Um, and, uh, Like someone had like the real ill-advised decision of playing Freebird. Oh yes, and so it's like all beautiful at the beginning, and then (laughs) halfway through the song, it just fucking rips into two. (laughs) And like seven minutes, everybody's forced to like sit and try to be you know like stewing in their reverence while it's just like fucking hammering down this great rock. Don't you fucking bob (laughs) your head. (laughs) That's awesome. It's so good. I love James.
0: To, To go back to what you were saying though. Um, You know, there is a comedy to that, but that is is kind of what funerals, I think, for the most part, when done well, should do is they should, you know, celebrate what it is that you and your dad had in common and what's funny or what's cool. And I think a lot of people, at least now, are super hip with like songs to play at my funeral. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a great. Um, High Fidelity is my favorite movie and it's definitely one of my favorite scenes where they talk about like what oh, yeah, song it should be one. and like, but who will that mysterious woman be? I know. <laughs> you know, well, I
1: think that generally generationally and, and granted there will always be basic bitches in every generation. In sure. every era. Um, but I can I, help it. Nah, hey. Um, no, but I, I feel like uh, our the future funerals are going to be just like lousy <laughs> with the, pop songs. Through the roof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> through the roof. Well, I think just
2: because like just generation, generationally, we're, we're sort of as a society moving away from a lot of the sort of very traditional, like yeah. religious way to do things. Weddings. Or like, yeah, like and funerals and weddings. Yeah,
1: social constructs for the sake of social constructs. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So we get this moment uh, towards the end where you know, the Simpsons are the most Simpsons they have ever been, which is always fun. Like, it's always cool when, like, even Marge, who was going bald with stress earlier, is able to say, like, you know what? We're just always going to be like us, and there's nothing anyone could do about it, and that's that, and actually, we're happy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, it, watching it now, there is definitely some sadness. Like, Homer saying that he'd rather have a beer than when Father of the Year is funny. Right. It's yeah. also, you know, Ugh. There's a yeah. lot
2: of that in this episode where you could read it, You could read it as, like, oh, this is kind of a pleasant joke. Or you could read it as, like, oh, that's like super cynical.
0: It's super cynical, right. and that's what makes it funny, but that's also what makes it sad. It's oh, so all the things at once. Like mm-hmm. like this
2: episode is about at its core, the family destroying this woman. And then she dies. And then she
0: dies. <laughs> that was something that I always thought was super funny just because the visual of 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 that. But then like that's a thing that if it were live action, it'd be so oh, yeah. scarring. I know. It has the most See perfect you later, sound. Superman. Effect. <laughs> that's so good. That's so good. Oh, also, uh, just because we had mentioned how funny Grandpa is, the fact oh, that yeah. they get their umbrellas. Up is very, very funny. I know. I
1: know. i <laughs> seeing grandpa fly off into the <laughs> distance. Like I figured it
2: out. And, and I, I love that it sets up that Sherry Bobbins, isn't the magic one. The umbrella, the umbrella is magic.
0: Is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so she could still be magic, but she could. Still, yes. Yeah. Uh, are there any moments, Brandon, that you want to talk about that? We didn't get to,
2: I, I really liked in uh, the Mrs. Doubtfire moment where when Homer's chasing her around, Oh yeah. <laughs> it, with just the recording of it. I really like it when you can hear the studio around Dan Castellaneta like you can hear him like he's a little bit farther away from the mic there's sort of a little bit of the natural room echo whenever that happens it it, it, something about it just makes me very happy because it great. like it like brings it, it makes it feel a little more real, and like you can see him <laughs> standing in the booth, just like yelling like crazy, and I find that very endearing.
0: That's still something that I can't fully wrap my head around, even as someone who has gone to a table read and has watched um, the voice actors making these characters come to life. There's still always going to be a little bit of a problem I have with truly making the the disconnect, I guess that they aren't a real family and yeah. that they aren't just Homer and that when Homer on TV opens his mouth, it's just Homer talking. And I don't know if that's my own stupidity or if it's just the, the brilliance of these characters or if it's growing up with them or what it is. But like, I totally feel what you're saying and, and appreciate it while also being like, but that can't be right. Cause I it's know.
2: Homer. I <laughs> <know>. <laughs> mean, We've been doing this show for like two years. You know, cartoons aren't real. What do you mean? Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, I, I totally feel you on that. Um, And I think we kind of already talked about what the lesson of this episode is, which is a little bit of cutting corners. Uh, Yeah, cutting
1: corners and also sort of like accepting your misgivings and navigating around them to be a functioning adult.
0: Totally. Uh, But Brandon, do you have any other last words for this particular episode? Um,
2: no um i'd forgotten she dies at the end like i love that moment but i when it rolled around to the end i'm like oh right they kill her (laughs) like no one really learns anything they don't kill her the wind kills her fair enough the the program the Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. the omniscient hands of the the writers kill her yeah um yeah I i think this is just all around like a pleasant fun episode i noticed the the writing the cadence of it is different than some of the earlier ones. I don't entirely know how to place it, but like
0: Is it because it's a musical and there's like this new it might be type that. of characters?
2: Yeah, it might be that that like just the way it's structured is a little more heightened, but I don't know, there's some there's something about just the the tone of the writing across the board that feels different from like a, you know, a season 3 or season 4 episode in a way I can't quite place and I don't, I don't entirely know what it is—it just there, there's something like some small under the hood thing that feels different. It still feels great. It's still a great episode. Yeah, it but could it, be the
1: parody. It, uh, yeah, it might and, be. And that in and of itself kind of forces uh you to not so much betray the the usual tone of an episode of The Simpsons, but yeah. conform a little bit more to what you're parodying.
2: Yeah, that's probably that might be what it is. Mm-hmm.
0: And they kind of paint like, you know, like any kind of musical, even on a topic that you know very well, you kind of have to say, here are the characters. Here's what we're yeah. like. This is what we do. So oh, I think yeah. it's a little bit more out there than maybe the oh, yeah. other episodes in season eight and definitely, you know, four years prior. That,
2: that's why like a, like musical episodes a lot of the times don't thrill me because it feels like, oh, this is just stuff we know that we're reiterating in song. Like this, like the Scrubs musical episode is horrible because it's just here's, right. the, here's the character gags we already know. We're gonna sing them, and like when they when you knock it out of the park, like if it's like the Buffy musical. I was about or to say like you mentioned that.
0: Buffy and the Buffy musical. Yeah. is the best episode of the whole dang show. Oh yeah,
2: it's it's absolutely brilliant because it's not that it's it's we're, here's what we haven't said before. Totally. Um, but yeah, I I I like this episode a lot. I hadn't seen it probably since the DVD came out in wow. like high school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this holds a lot of fond childhood like. I'm just discovering the things that make me laugh. Totally. You know.
0: Um, so uh, we ask all of our guests this, but which character of The Simpsons do you think that you relate to the most?
2: Um, I feel like there's part of me that's like, oh, I just feel like squeaky voice teen. Like in every situation, <laughs> like, oh, guys. Pimpy face teen. Yeah. Um, and I, there's part of me that's like Frank Grimes. Like I'm always, like I always feel like I'm just sort of trending towards like, uh, Ugh. Like I'm gonna just like f- have some sort of freak out.
0: You're much more delightful than Frank Grimes. Oh, well, thank you. Frank Grimes doesn't have any fun, and you have lots of fun. It's true. I- Frank Grimes would never go to a fish concert.
2: That's true. I was gonna <laughs> say I'm, I'm probably somewhere at the end of the day, somewhere between like Millhouse and Otto.
0: You're a little Otto-y, but with the smarts of a different character <laughs>
2: true um
0: so you know you have a different experience with us than any of our other guests do and um you know without putting you on the spot too much if you have any moments uh from our personal um journey as uh working on the podcast that you would like to share or just sure. any, anything that you have to say we would like to hear it um
2: i mean just working on the show for a year and a half has been a complete privilege like you guys are you guys are super great I was a fan of this show before I got hired. I'm going to keep being a fan, Aww. you know. Once I once I'm not, you know, as actively involved week to week. Um, I think Podfest was definitely the highlight. Yeah. Podfest oh my gosh, amazing. you brought oh it, pot.
0: You really. Um, for those that um, haven't already listened, I know that. You could listen to it on our feed. Uh, and for those that were there, thank you again. That was so much fun. But that was honestly one of the highlights of my year as well. Oh, yeah. And Brandon really brought stuff together. He made all those clips and uh, really, really uh, worked very hard, especially on um, the section from David Silverman because yeah. he was not able to attend. Um, by the way, he will be coming on once we are over at Farrell. Oh, dope. Um, as will Maggie Roswell, who did the voice of Sherry Bobbins. Oh, nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was amazing, and uh, we have you to thank for a lot of that, so thank you.
2: That was fun to put together, especially the, like, the Silverman, uh, like, compilation that I like, – Yeah, I, it was gorgeous. That probably – I think I probably spent about three hours putting that together. Wow. Um, just because I was like, okay, this is, a, this is a visual thing I can do. Um, well, it really paid off. And, like, it was cool to, like, go through that scene and just look at the still drawings – rather than just, like, seeing it animated and sort of, like, basically put together, like, a little, like visualization of what he was talking about was for, for those
0: that don't know um this clip that we're talking about is homer's triple bypass yeah. which david silverman decided was his favorite to talk about because uh no one had really ever made like a heart attack funny on tv before yes um and certainly had not animated it and so brandon went and put the visuals underneath what he was actually talking about uh kind of as like a powerpoint presentation to show like everything that went on to make this very short scene um come to life
2: yeah, it was it was it was super super fun to put together and super cool to do. And also a thing that like I didn't have to do. I just <laughs> decided to do it 'cause it's like, oh that'll be that'll be fun. It that'll made be it a much fun little better. bonus. Yeah.
0: Um any other things that you want to talk about just in terms of your experience or questions or um complaints.
2: Not no, um not, not particularly. This <laughs> yeah. is yeah, no, this has been like a blast, uh all around. Um and just thanks for, you know, keeping me around for some. Yeah, so
1: no, long. of course. We're, I mean you've killed it in every way and um yeah, like, we didn't know what we were setting out for when we first started doing this thing, first and foremost. And then we didn't know what we were going to get. We put out a call for needing help, because we certainly needed help. Oh, my God. Yes, can't you even saved do. us. Every <laughs> time that w- you're not here, we freak out, <laughs> and we don't know what to do, and it sucks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you are definitely a calming presence, because you are so adept at what you do, and oh, then also you. very creative. So it's been nice, because, you know, I otherwise would feel bad about forcing someone to sit around <laughs> yeah. listening oh, to a conversation about those symptoms uh, that, unless that, you truly enjoyed it which you seem to yeah so. no
2: and, and that, that means a lot to hear um uh-huh. this was yeah this has been a well this is one of my favorite things that i've been involved with since i've moved to los angeles oh mm-hmm. so thank it's, you it's been super it's been and it's been great to get to know you guys you guys are rad oh, you thanks. know and just getting to hang out with everybody like it's it's yeah. it's, it's it's been a highlight oh, oh
1: good man Well, it's not over. You're going to still be around. And we have a lot of big plans for the new year. Hell yeah. I'm so excited. We're going to be, you know, smashing through another dimension of content that we can give to you guys. We're going to be doing more video stuff. We're going to, we've been teasing this for a little while, but now we're going to, you know, uh, really zero in on it. We're going to be interviewing the people that designed the Simpsons land at Universal Studios. And so we're going to have a video accompanying that.
0: And uh, we'll, we'll go into more depth uh, in our next episode that will be just me and Julia kind of uh, just. Just saying uh, hello and goodbye for the rest of the year mm-hmm. um and we'll go into real specifics then yes um but i'm very excited for those things that we already teased because we were excited to show that mm-hmm. or tell you um because we've been holding on to that for a very long time yes um, and there'll
1: be more crusty cues too
0: yes uh but uh brandon any last words um any well, where can people find you after this? Um,
2: yeah, people can find me uh, at Hell yes Brandon on the Twitter, on the Instagram. Uh, I've been I've been making this comic strip over the last month or so called Ooh. Diblert. Um, I got really baked about a month ago and just mispronounced in my head Dilbert as Diblert, and so I went home and just drew this like horrifying, terrible drawing of Dilbert and posted it, and then. I started making comic strips.
0: That's wonderful. Of
2: Diblert. And they're all just like what it's like to try to argue with a troll. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, just like a normal situation in the office. And then Diblert bombs in and just starts screaming like Scott Adams like men's rights things at people. That sounds wonderful. Um, you can follow those on Diblert Comics, <laughs> D I B L E R T C O M I X. Wonderful. Until I get sued by Scott Adams.
0: Um, I will say, my friend Daniel Kibblesmith. Um, uh, who's a very funny uh, comedian and writer um, has something called Garfbert and that's okay. Garfield and uh, Dilbert combined kind of and uh, he has not gotten sued yet oh, so cool, cool, cool. there's hope for uh, Thank yet thank God, <laughs> thank God. Uh, but Brandon from the bottom of our heart thank you so much for being a part of it and uh, helping us make this so great and fun um, well, thank you, we guys. will miss having you in the booth every single week um, but I know that this is uh, you know not the end, and yeah. uh, we look forward to working with you in the future. Oh,
2: absolutely! Like you guys are gonna have more qualified people than me working for ne- from now on. So. I don't know about but that, but no one who created
0: uh,
1: <laughs>
2: no one who created Dil- Dibblert. Dibblert.
1: <laughs> You already forgot, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um,
2: I I see how it is. Well,
1: thanks, thanks again, Brandon. Yeah, again. thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, I also would like to thank our Patreon supporters. So it's been a minute, and uh, apologies for not uh, doing our proper shout-outs. But we do appreciate uh, everyone that contributes to our Patreon and, you know, helps us stay alive. And, um, you know, we're going to keep in the new year. We're going to roll out more treats and goodies for you to um, have as incentives so that'll be coming to you soon. Um, but I just want to say thanks to Builder. That was spelled with a three instead of an a name. <laughs> Builder. Thank you, Builder. Uh, I'm assuming God-given name. Um, Brad LeClerc um, is a pledge. And um, uh, I'm going to say Alice or Elise. It's L-A-L-Y-S. Murray um, is not only a pledge but uh, the top top shelf pledge Ooh. Oh. and so um, we are emailing uh, and they have yet to pick what they want their um, top prize mixtape to be but Ooh. I'm so excited to make it and I love making them so if that's incentive to you guys <laughs> to pledge more I really love making mixed CDs ask some of our other people um, I think I made one for DJ Clulo I mean I think I made one for a couple of people I can't remember um, but uh, they're real fun for me so if you like um, mixtapes that are from the perspective of a Simpsons character. And who um, doesn't? And who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, holidays are coming up, and you're going to have a lot of holiday drives uh, to your in-laws or your family. Maybe you want this um, really great specific uh, mixtape. And uh, continued thanks to Toby Jones and Just James, Ted <laughs> Malloy, um, uh, Beeps and Blips. Um, apologies if I'm repeating your name, but whatever. Wynn Carroll, Hector Esqueda, Miguel Sandoval all the you guys that make us go
0: round and round the internet. Thank you for helping us go round and round. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Allie, where can people find you? Thank you so much for asking. (laughs) You can find me at Allie Gertz and all the things.
1: Julia, where can people find you? Um, Thank you so much for asking. Uh, You can find me at Julia Prescott on all the things. Um, and uh just a shout out to people that are locals to la i used to run a weekly comedy show in whole foods i no longer do r.i.p Mm. so don't come out to that but you know what um tease for future stuff i'm starting up some new shows in the new year which i will tease on this podcast and then find me online and i'll post it Okay. She's to up post-it.
2: That post went from it. robot to pop star incredibly quickly. And now
1: you know the full scope of my personality. <laughs> I
2: do. <laughs> uh,
0: so follow us at Simpsons Pod or Everything's Coming Up Podcast at gmail.com. And we will talk to you guys next week. All right. And also uh, thank Brandon so much for his work and follow his stuff. Hell yes, Brandon. He already said it, but just to remind you. Uh, and we will talk to you soon. All right.
2: Goodbye forever. Aww, no. Bye. <laughs>
0: Bye.
3: Bye. Nibbling on
2: sponge cake Watching the sun bake All of those tourists Covered with oil
3: Strumming my six strings on my front porch swing,
2: smell of shrimp
3: in again